Welcome to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Well, hey there. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Your Best Health with Dr. Banning. My name is Aaron, and I'm here with Dr. Banning. How are you, Dr. Banning? I'm doing great, Aaron. Good. This week's uh, topic is what is your body trying to tell you, which interests me uh, extremely because I guess our bodies speak to us in a lot of different ways. Can you give us some examples? Um, yeah. Hey, idiot, put the bag of chips down. You're killing me. <laughs> no, that was my wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, your body is expressive. Um, your body is designed to be healthy. Healthy doesn't always mean symptom-free. It doesn't always mean low blood pressure. It depends on what you're doing. Uh, but the big thing is, 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 is the way the body expresses itself is it's, it responds to the environment. In other words, if there's a demand put on the body, it should be able to respond. Um, a good example would be a fever. Most people don't know this, but the fever... The response of the body to a an autoimmune attack, a fever is one of the best weapons it has. The reason I say that is the body is trying to make it an inhospitable place for that vector or that bacteria. And so when it increases the temperature, it makes it more difficult for that vector. Uh, the other thing is, is the body is increasing the temperature to pull calcium from the bone. And calcium is a really big cofactor in the immune response. Then the immune system is trying to build a critter. I'll call it a critter or a bacteria or a some type of a substance that will actually destroy the bacteria. Um, there's all kinds of examples on how our body works. Um, if you were to say well, gosh, I eat so many bacteria in my diet. If you knew how many bacteria you eat or get exposed to through what comes in your mouth, you'd be amazed. But your stomach has, gosh, I can't remember, six, seven pounds of just bacteria. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, and the bacteria you have are just your own natural prototype. They're a result of your genetics, but they're also a result of your lifestyle choices. And so when we eat foods, what do we do? We chew, right? Mm -hmm. And when we chew... It pokes holes in the food, and you should chew, I ah, say, 25 times. But when you chew, you poke holes, you increase the surface area of that food so your saliva can get in there and break down the fats, break down the sugars, and start working on the proteins. And so if you poke a hole in a bacteria, guess what? It goes down your stomach, and guess what you got in your stomach? You got enzymes and acid. Those leak into the bacteria, and they kill it. And then you eat the bacteria instead of the bacteria eating you. Mm. Um, but then as that's, that's a natural immune factor that God gave us. Um, if you're not secreting acid or you're taking antacids, you're going to have sick, unhealthy bacteria. You're not going to digest your food very well. So... There's some real simple things. Your skin has a, uh, a barrier to it. It has a, an oil to it that 
acts as a barrier, a chemical barrier for, gosh, for, for, for fluids getting in. Um, it can actually produce melanin and vitamin D, which helps your immune system. Um, it also can repel bacteria. I mean, it does so many things. And not only that, it renews itself. You know, when you slough your skin off the top, mm-hmm. it just goes. But guess what? There's another supply, just like shark's teeth. Our body's continuously growing new skin, renewing itself every year. So my question is, what kind of cells is your body making? If you eat healthy, it's making healthy cells. If you eat sick, it's making sick cells that can't fight or can't function. So there's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria? Yes, there are. Because, you know, I grew up uh, hating bacteria. You know, we were taught how bad it was. We were clean freaks. <laughs> yeah. OCD. Yeah. Yeah. And really, to tell you the truth, you really don't need to do that. If you're healthy, um, your body is constantly addressing those issues, even though we don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a there's a, a, a bad part of, of there's actually a bad part of being a clean freak. I had a I read a book or listened to a podcast and a doctor recommended going out and playing in the dirt just playing in the dirt getting getting dirt on your skin that's probably a good idea um i forget. I, I understand where he's coming from um also get out in the sun too yeah get out in the sun exercise sweat get dirty um this is an interesting point um when you are out in the sun sun is actually good for you mm-hmm. um but when you're out in the sun you get sweaty your body secretes hormones and the worst thing you can do is take a shower right after that because oh, those hormones goodness. help your body produce melanin um, and act as a a cofactor in bringing about what the skin needs to do to change. So if you go ahead and take a shower right away, you're getting rid of all those hormones at your body. That's that's another way the body um, expresses itself. How about that? That's the yeah. first thing I do after uh, cutting the yard or, or yeah. you know mowing the lawn or whatever. I jump in the shower immediately. Well, I agree. I don't like getting all the grass and stuff on you. I agree. I'm getting ready to cut my grass here. Sounds fun. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of fun. 100 degrees, yeah. dust cloud. Where's he at? He's cutting grass. Okay. <laughs> so if you, what is your body telling you then when you have a fever? Well, first of all, this is the most important thing. A healthy body recognizes when it's under attack. A healthy body recognizes if this is something that's been introduced in the past or if it's new. Because what your body does is it builds antibodies. It custom builds antibodies for a specific disease or a specific bacteria. Our bodies are so amazing. Uh, You know, our educated minds cannot even comprehend the innate abilities of our body, especially when they're healthy, what they do for us. Um, Just a a side note, um, fat is critical. Good healthy fat is critical for a healthy brain, for healthy cells, and for immunity. We talked about flu the other day. People get the flu. We talked about the season. You know, Mm -hmm. the flu bugs fly over here. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But it's just funny how they, they talk about it that way. But the flu incidence is highest when? In the wintertime. Oh, yeah. What do people yeah. do in the wintertime? They go inside. Yep. They don't get sun. And they're breathing dirty air. 
because you don't open the windows, you don't open the doors. And so it's just stagnant air that just keeps recirculating. Not only that, but a lot of people have the heat on. And what does that do? It dries your mucous mm-hmm. membranes. Yeah. And so you're compromising your body's ability to be healthy. Um, you throw that in with not exercising and overeating and people gain weight and watch TV during the wintertime. Yeah. You, know, you got a perfect storm. So what the, the virus does is it basically gets in your body and... The way it works is it drills holes in your cell wall, and it uses your own cell to produce itself. So a good strategy would be to get out in the sun, if you can, to get outside, and to eat healthy fats. Because your body needs fat to build up a thick cell wall for defense, for immunity. And what have we say it said in the past? The, uh, the FDA and the food industrial manufacturing complex vilified fat said it was the demon when all along it's been the sugar yeah um so you can really do well eating fat good healthy fats yeah um i don't know what we started this topic of discussion on how how do your what is your body trying to tell you yeah okay so um listen to your body if you don't know how to listen to your body learn how to listen to your body let me uh, let me go back real quick because you were there may be somebody listening to this episode during the winter time. How do you get sun in the winter time? You move, take a vacation, <laughs> get on the beach, head um, south. Yeah, they've done studies on different latitudes. Uh, the further you are away from the equator, the more likely you are to develop the flu. So, is there any artificial sun? Do tanning now, beds help? Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know if they do. I think they probably would. It'd be better than nothing. Yeah, and I, when I do that for that purpose, I'll get in there for maybe three to five minutes at the most. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I believe they probably do. And of course, you got to supplement. You got to drink water. Fish oil is important because if you don't have fish oil in your diet or omega three fats in your diet. Vitamin D, calcium, and omega-3 all work together, and there's lots of other little cofactors, calcium, that take these good, healthy substances for our body and bring them inside of your cells. Okay, that brings up another interesting point, and we are going to get back to what, what your body's trying to tell you, but as far as sunlight and vitamin D, I've heard different things. I've heard that you you, you consume vitamin D through your diet, but the sunlight is what uh, activates it you're exactly right is that it yeah and um really what we take here uh the best thing to do is to take a precursor of vitamin d you really don't take vitamin d as a vitamin but you take a precursor and guess what if your body is healthy it will make vitamin d but if your body's not healthy it takes energy it takes it takes minerals it takes energy to make the vitamin d so if you're not healthy, your body's not going to be able to do that. So our body makes vitamin D? Yes. Okay. And vitamin it. D, there's, there's so many things about vitamin D. It's, it's a vitamin. They're now finding it acts like a hormone. It's just about everything. And, and, of course, leave it to God to make a vitamin slash hormone that's dependent on the sunshine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's so there's so many things the sun does for us. But uh, that's fascinating. I'm sorry to get a sidetracked. It's just when you, we were talking about sunshine because I've, I've heard that before 
and I just kind of wanted some clarity for myself. That was that was a selfish side road. That's, That's okay. what that was. <laughs> it's interesting. Okay, so we'll get back now to uh, what your body is trying to tell you, and we've discussed what your body is trying to tell you when you have a fever. What are some other? Uh, how does the body communicate in other ways? Oh gosh. Um. Perhaps diarrhea, or what would that be telling you? That could be telling you a lot of stuff. First, it could be telling, or you could be saying, hey, where's a bathroom real quick? <laughs> um, but vomiting and diarrhea. When you vomit, that's a way you get rid of poisons or toxins. So you could say, hey, I'm sick. I threw up. Or you could say, you know what? I'm glad my body recognized that there was something bad in there for me. And I threw up and got rid of that toxin real quick. A sick person, that wouldn't happen to. It would go inside. Their body didn't have enough energy to throw up. Really? And it would make them sick. Same thing with diarrhea. Um, People can get diarrhea when they eat something that's really bad. I'll I'll give you an example. When people go through a detox program. Detox program is where you try. It's like, like you got an oil filter. Your liver's like an oil filter. And you just try to clean it out. It's like a. A big old massive sponge and what it does is it 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 the liver packages toxic materials so it's more easily handled by your body and it doesn't destroy things when your body has a toxic liver it doesn't do that and so it gets in your bloodstream it gets everywhere so when you detox you're <clears throat> you're basically unclogging your liver you're getting a lot of the debris out of there and so what'll happen is if you detox too quickly, that stuff will get in your bloodstream and get a horrible headache. Your blood pressure might go up because of all this junk that's in your bloodstream. As you get rid of all that stuff and you do this, we got a 21-day detox program that we do here. As you do that, as time goes, you start to feel really good. Uh, you see things better. Um, you have better energy. You sleep better. Everything's just working so good. Now, guess what happens? You know, let me go back and have some of that bread or let me have a piece of cake. Oh, yeah. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> you, you crash. You, your body is going to freak out. And uh, your immune system, that's what it is. It's like, hey, we got rid of all this stuff. And now your body becomes sensitive. It's sensitized to that poison or toxins that you got rid of. And all of a sudden, you start sneezing, you start coughing, or you may get diarrhea. Blood pressure may go up. So those are all ways that your body expresses itself. And there's there's lots more. We just have to sit down and think about it. Let's talk about detox since you brought that up. Okay. I've heard of detox programs. There's so many different kinds. It can be very confusing, but let me just say this one thing. If you eat junk food on a regular basis, your body is toxic. Now, the word toxic sounds kind of artsy-fartsy. <laughs> But it's true. It's poison. And so a healthy body can take a poison and get rid of it. A healthy, nourished body that's exercised, has plenty of oxygen and food and is functioning well, can get rid of enough, a lot of poison. But what happens is your body is just like like a bunch of pores in a sponge. What happens when you're washing something with a sponge and you're your water gets dirty, dirty, dirty. What do you do? You're just spreading dirt with that sponge. That's the same thing that happens when your body gets poisoned or toxic. 
it can no longer get rid of the poison. And so that's in essence what a detox is. And, and, and simply put, eat green leafy vegetables, drink plenty of water. That's what you need to do. That'll detox you. Really? Yeah. You do that for about 10 days and then you can introduce like fish, chicken, grass-fed fish, grass-fed chicken. So a, a good detox program. I know you said you had a 21-day program here at the practice. Uh-huh. But if someone, let's say someone's listening to us in Germany yeah. or, or somewhere, they could they could do green, mm-hmm. do, do they cut out everything else and just have greens? Um, I mean, you don't want to do something sudden. I mean, you start by drinking water. Um. I mean, if you got the time and the energy, you can eat greens, broccoli, asparagus, things like that. Um, eat foods uh, that have low sugar. Um, I've got a program called the Phase Program. It's by Dr. Page. It's it's been around for a long time, but it's a great way to detox. But you eat, basically, you just eat good, healthy vegetables, and you know. Not a lot of fruits because fruits are pretty high in sugar. The reason you try to stay away from sugar is because it puts a lot of stress on your endocrine system, specifically your liver. Um, but as you do that, you ever eaten something you had a really good bowel movement? Mm-hmm. Proud of yourself, weren't you? <laughs> you know, um, that's what vegetables do. They they feed healthy bacteria. Um, they create fiber and that fiber absorbs water and it pushes out on those intestinal walls those intestinal walls are like smooth muscles so when they get pushed out on guess what they squeeze back and it pushes things through your system and you have better bowel movements when you have a bowel movement that's a way of detoxing Hmm. you know so that would be good get rid of the wheat get rid of the dairy get rid of the corn and soy and just eat vegetables um, and you use pink salt, mm-hmm. which is really good. Drink plenty of water. Mineral water is what I like to drink, or spring water. And then um, do that for about 10 days. And then you can continue eating the vegetables and then start introducing some of the some of the meats slowly. If someone, uh, we've talked, I've talked jokingly about my sugar sugar addiction with you, but it's a real thing. It, should, if I was going through detox, should I be worried about withdrawal systems, uh, symptoms from sugar? Yes, it happens. Um, what sugar does is this, it, it destroys and damages your body, your cells in your body from a, from a poison standpoint. Um, and so it takes vitamins to process sugar. It takes a lot of energy to process sugar. And in the end, if you got a lot of sugar, if you're consuming a lot, it's just getting converted to fat. But what it does to your brain is it just creates a cascade of hormones that just make you want more sugar. And so what I try to do is, you know, if I'm addicted to sugar, I have been addicted to sugar, is I'll cut back on the sugar and eat healthier foods and maybe take some healthy vitamins. B-complex is what gets depleted the most with a lot of sugar addicts. And usually sugar addicts, if they drink a lot of Cokes, things like that, they'll be shaky, they'll be nervous, they may have skin problems, they may be anxious, they may cry, they may be emotional, uh, they may have restless legs, 
they may have numbness in their fingers or their legs, feet, toes. Um, a whole host of things can take place from from eating too much sugar. And depression can take place. Mm-hmm. Um, insomnia. You know, just a ton of things. And so it's just a maker of a lot of bad things in your body. So Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I, what kind of uh, withdrawal symptoms do you think would come from, from somebody like me who, who consumes a lot of sugar? Well, what you want to do if you're getting off sugar is you want to give your body something that will help it. Your body loves vitamins, good, healthy vitamins. So your question was, how would you feel the symptoms? Right. Yeah. Of getting off of sugar? With the, with, yeah. What should I be prepared for? Um, being mad. Being angry. Really? Being upset. <laughs> it, it really creates problems with your brain because your brain is, is right in the center of that addiction. I have a personality where I'm, I very seldomly get angry mm-hmm. at, at others. Um, I may get angry at a situation, but mm-hmm. <laughs> at that, <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine myself. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe I do have too much sugar and I'm, I'm, you, I might be like the Hulk. You could be. Well, picture this, you know, you get together with friends. What do we do as we get older? We surround ourselves with friends and food and we surround ourselves with too many desserts. A lot of you're describing the Baptist in me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So we don't get together without food. I know that's how it goes. And then uh, Aunt Marge has the best casserole or the best banana pudding. And guess what Aunt Marge is putting in there? (laughs) <laughs> she's a little sugar. all kinds of processed junk in there but she loves it because she gets so many compliments and she's killing all her friends <laughs> with this banana pudding okay let's get back to our topic we were talking about what our body is trying to tell us and we discussed some of the some of the ways our body communicates with us but what about regular aches and pains is, is that a uh, is our body trying to tell us something when when we have just you know regular aches and pains Yes, it is. Um, you know, usually if there's damage to a tissue, uh, you, the way God designed us is, hey, let's make it hurt. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thankful for that because what could happen is you could actually do more damage if you didn't have that pain signal. So the pain signal is actually real critical. Um, when you get really bad, to the point where the pain's been around for a long time and you really haven't done anything to address the problem, you can eventually develop numbness or loss of sensation. And then most people think, well, it's just numbness. It's not that big of a deal. But they don't realize that it is, it is a chronic, more of a chronic issue than joint pain. They don't realize that. And if you have numbness, that means the nerve is not working like it should be. It's, it's shutting down and nerves control everything. So... You don't like numbness. That's scary. That's scary to me. I wake up sometimes and can't feel my fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the pain, people don't like pain, but boy, you know, when you got pain, man, give me a, give me a drug. Get rid of this pain. Right. But the numbness is like they can live with it, but they don't understand that the numbness is actually more of a, a significant problem than the pain. Well, I'm going to have to have a conversation with you off mic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I won't bore the listener with, with my personal problems. <laughs> well, this is, you know, our bodies, and you've, you've said this a few times, God created us with this built-in communication system. 
It's just we've got to learn how to um, understand the language, I guess. Tap in. Tap in. Um, get on the river of life. Get on a raft and just float down it and learn what you can because a lot of the things that we do with a wellness lifestyle is tapping into the body's already innate intelligence or its ability to heal and just giving it what you can to get it to do the best that it can. And that innate ability of your body to heal or to to process through a disease or a trauma does really good if we know how to feed it, if we know how to take care of it, and if we're even aware of it. See, so many people just aren't even aware of that. They have no awareness of their body or their mind. Yeah, I see that a lot in our society. Yeah, yeah, they're looking for pleasure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Well, if you have any questions about uh, what your body's trying to tell you, feel free to email us at besthealthpodcast at gmail.com. We'll get those questions to Dr. Banning, who will reach out either via email or right here over the microphone. Uh, our topic today has been, what is your body trying to tell you? Have we covered everything, or do you have uh, do you have some closing thoughts? You know, we just touched the surface. Um, you know, when you go to a doctor, or at least when you come into me, I'm like, okay, what is this person's body trying to tell me? Of course, they're telling you about all their symptoms, right? you know, but what's not working, what's not functioning properly so we can get a better idea of what the root cause is. So learning what your body's telling you is critical because that's the beginning of enlightenment of who you are and what you were made to to do and be. And uh, if you, if you, if you can learn that and, and, and enjoy that journey, you can get great results and you can teach your kids the same thing. And so instead of being, you know, fearful or reactive or waiting for something to happen, you can be proactive. You can be on top of it and you can know your options. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you, Dr. Banning. My pleasure. For another excellent episode and interesting topic. Please uh, come back to us next week. We're going to be discussing uh, the Omega family. Omega 3s and Omega 6, which I don't know anything about, so I'm really looking forward to recording that. So am I.